As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hello and welcome to Wholesome Chaos, episode 51, a great podcast this week with the whole family. But before we get into it, I wanted to let you know there's going to come a moment about 25, 30 minutes in where there's a slight change in the audio. That's not your radio or your headphones or anything like that. It was a microphone in the studio that just had a little bit of a technical glitch. It's not a big deal. You can still hear everything just fine, uh, but it affects Eddie and Shay. So just when it comes to them, listen a little bit louder. That's it. Enjoy the rest of the podcast and have fun because we sure did too. Here you go. Wait. So this is it. This is it. We're doing a family podcast. I'm so excited. Got Eddie here and mom, and they're driving in the back seat of the podcast. We got two layers here. You know you're not recording. You're not recording. Oh, yep. <laughs> there we go. All right, I'm on my phone doing a selfie. If I had a nickel for every time I shot a great video recording. that I wasn't recording. <laughs> so mom and Eddie are in the back seat. Maggie and I are in the front seat. And this is cool. It's like you're going on a family road trip with the Thurmans. Oh, my God. By the end of the podcast, Eddie's going to be covered in dog hair. Stop. I'm yeah, sorry, his black good. shirt's going to be totally red. Where's Simon? He's hiding. He's under not the table. He's under the table. He has pain. Okay. Simon is uh, shy of podcasts. Are he's, we he's going? Are we podcasting? He's a sound dog. I think we're podcasting. This is going to be wild. I'm so glad <laughs> you're here listening to this podcast because it's going to be super fun and unpredictable. We've got a lot to cover. Um, so a lot maybe, to cover. Maybe, maybe we should just roll the yeah, Intro. intro. Music. music. Any music. <laughs> Intro music. Go, Go for it. So how about that weather? Oh my gosh. It's we started this podcast, it was 72 degrees in the studio, but by the end of the podcast, who knows? Because we had to turn off the AC so that you don't hear it on the microphones. So periodically, I'm going to get up and check the temperature just so we can moderate that. So and when it, you hear a bunch of clanking. <laughs> no, I can do it smoothly. I don't believe I'm very it. smooth. I don't think so. It's silent. Mom always says, Dan, I hardly hear you at all. Like, oh, in a kind of china shop. Last <laughs> night, no, last night when I was home and I was putting things away in the kitchen and grabbing some food, I was so conscious of how loud I was and none of it was intentional. And you were down there too. And I literally had the thought. I was like, is this what dad feels like? Because for me, every time I made a loud noise, I was like, ah, I made a loud noise. Do you like notice when you make a loud noise? I do. <laughs> yeah. I do notice. Yeah. You do? I, and it, sometimes it's unintentional. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we usually put your headphones in. Well, there so is that. Listening, so, so you but there's certain silent things when you're that I do something. early that like, like grinding coffee. Yeah. That, that, you know, that's you a, can't that's make that quiet. <laughs> yes. I did get a hand grind render for a while that I used to use, but it took like five minutes to grind the yeah. coffee sufficient to make one cup of coffee. Yeah. So you said, this is, this is not worth it. We'll just, we'll I, wake everyone up for a quick sec. Yeah, just a quick sec. They can get back to sleep. See, I can't get back to sleep, but you, you guys can. Right? Yeah, we're pretty good. Yeah, we're pretty Sometimes. I can, yeah, I have a theory that if you're tired enough, you can like sleep through anything. I noticed that one time when Aiden and I, we had like a sleepover here at the office and we were really, it was just us. And we were really scared that the house was haunted because it might be, it is. Mm. it's an old house, things creak. And so the door had like opened on its own or something. And we scooched the two twin beds next to each <laughs> other. Cause we were so scared and we had the light on. And for maybe 30, 40 minutes, we were, we had the light on and we were talking and we were trying to stay awake and not scared. And then we got tired enough where yeah. we were like, if we die, we die. Yeah. Might as well get some sleep beforehand. Yeah. <laughs> I've been there. If you're tired enough, you can you can 
be okay with your circumstances. Yeah. At the beginning yeah. of the night, I can fall asleep quickly. That's true. And I could sleep well <laughs> through the noises of the night. But when I wake up in the morning, man, I'm up. I'm like, let's go. Let's start the 4 day. 4 a.m. Yeah. We're opposites like that. Happy birthday, Maggie. Thank you. Birthday. It's still your birthday week. You're 20 years old. How do you feel about turning 20? Excited? Crazy. I'm in my 20s. Yes, I That know feels that. weird. That feels weird. A lot of things say. happen in your 20s. Yeah, I might be married in my 20s. You might be. Hopefully. You might be um, a, like like a world famous actress in your 20s. Hopefully. Hopefully. You might be you a might mom. You might be a professional dog walker in your 20s. <laughs> let's, let's, let's hold off on the mom just for a little bit. Um, but yeah, who knows? No, I, I did a whole thing. I think Eddie talked about this too, that he did something very similar to this when you were turning 20. Oh, yeah, of yeah. Kind of, and I did this before you even said that. Um, of writing down the kind of person I want to be in my 20s, mm. the kind of things I want to leave in my teenage years. Mm. And that's so exciting. It's yeah. so exciting to be kind of walking in a new chapter of your life and saying this is the, I, 10 years. I got 10 years from my 20s. give an example of like something you want to become and something you want to leave in your past? Yeah, I want to... Oh my gosh, I should have brought it. I know something for sure that I want to leave in my past is judgment. Um, either judging myself or judging others, which not even like vocal judging of, you know, like meanness, but even just like the quick thoughts you have where you'll randomly like just judge something. And then you're like, Mm -hmm. why the heck did I do that? Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. why? Like I want to leave all judgment in the past. I don't think there's any place for judgment in anybody's life. That unless is, you're an unless actual you're judge. Jury. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of which, you do have jury duty. Maybe. You haven't you haven't had been called to we're, report yet. We're doing oh, good so yeah, far. It's, already, it's Wednesday, so or yeah. wait, is it Wednesday? No, Tuesday. Tuesday. We're, Tuesday. We're, doing a, we're recording a day early. Yeah. Nice. yeah. <laughs> we're used to, used to Wednesday so podcasts. I imagine yeah. that Maggie on the jury and they're like, what do you think, Maggie? And she's like, I've decided to leave all judgment in my place. <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe I don't believe it's my place to have an opinion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're like all right dismissed yes exactly <laughs> that no, would be a great way to get off the jury actually i kind of hope i get called i think that'd be crazy that would be yeah. fun but it also fun. i don't want to spend like all day doing something you know or get get put on a trial that lasts like three weeks and then you have to extend your trip and yeah or three oof. months or yeah, well let's not go there let's not dissuade her let's not go there. but yeah this has been it's That's been what... great to see you and one of the um surprises for your birthday is that Eddie came out. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And I almost blew it early oh, yeah. on because <laughs> I was trying to get show tickets while the kids were here. And I was like, well, I'll just group text. And then Eddie, thankfully, I was like, do you guys want to go see the show on Thursday night? And Eddie sends me a separate text saying, uh, I thought I was a surprise. I'm like, crap. So I called Maggie. What you doing, honey? And Fortunately, it was early. It was like 8.30 in the morning, your time. And fortunately, like, I've been trying to get in the habit of not checking my phone first thing in the morning. Yeah, you were like, <laughs> I'm washing my face. And I was like, oh, did you see that text I said? And you're like, no, why? I was like, just delete it. So, yeah, so I had her. So you really did that? I Yeah, no, I literally had the thought. I was like, I should just read it, right? And then tell her I didn't. But I thought, you know what? Nah. No, I'll, I'll go along with Man. it. So I told her to. That's discipline. Restraint. I know that's something I wouldn't have done probably five years ago. But <laughs> yeah. I told her, I said, send a few extra texts. So when I open my messages, I just see the stuff you're sending now. So I can write the whole thing. So you don't accidentally see what it was. So I was like, delete. Did you delete it? Do you see this? Do you well, I also <laughs> thought <laughs> there was a possibility that maybe it was something that was just meant for Eddie, like personal. Oh, yeah. okay. Where like it wasn't my business to know. So yeah. I was like, okay, I'll respect that and I'll delete that. Oh, that was that was a good thought. No, it was it came out of um, the <laughs> podcast where we were talking about selling the mountain house and you said, can we go up one more time? And we said, yes, we'll try to squeeze that into this trip that we knew you were coming home. That's when we reached out to Eddie and said, hey, do you want to be a part of this? See the Mountain House one more time mm-hmm. and surprise Maggie for her birthday. And that's how it how it all came together. Was that hard for you to get away and scramble? Um, Not really. I felt like when you like described that to me, I was like, yeah, I, I just already knew like I wanted to do that, especially if it's, you know, the last time that we go. So um, yeah. I felt like it was pretty... Um, Pretty manageable. And being here, I kind of had a feeling that I would feel like really homesick um, for California now. But uh, I feel like it, it's just weird. It's like I never left. I'm like back into the swing of things here. So it really you do jump in so quickly. It's, it's so weird. It feels the same to me. It feels like like when you like you guys are in high school. 
you know, or just graduating, but you're still home during the summer. And um, I love it. You were telling me, though, that kind of it feels different in some ways, too, that like home hits differently after you've left for a minute. What do you mean by that kind of? Oh, man, I think uh, I don't know. It's just everything. I think it's it is that aspect of like it, it seems like time hadn't passed at all and everything was like exactly how it was before but then you see a lot of things and it's like no time's like totally passed and um yeah it's it's just weird and then kind of thinking back on California it seems like that was so long ago when other things that happened here that were way longer seemed like they just happened so is that called a paradox is that what a paradox is yeah Um, perhaps yeah I, yeah, I drove by, I was with a friend yesterday and we like ended up driving by our old school <laughs> and it sent like a chill down my spine where I was like, oh, like, it's just like, you don't want to run into people really. Like, you feel like you get caught when somebody <laughs> yeah, sees you after like, high school and you're like, oh, hey, <laughs> I'm, I'm yeah. on my way to work. Uh, yeah. No. <laughs> and then they said something where they were like, well, everyone that we would have known is already gone. Right. Yeah. And I was like, oh, crap crap you're right i haven't been in high school in two years yep that's crazy yeah but you would have been in plays at least with underclassmen yeah so that's true there may be but you were more close with the couple years below you i didn't even look back man when i graduated high school i don't think i went back at all Hmm. um yeah well i thought about i went back the first year I was in college, like right after I'd graduated right. for like shows. Yeah. And um, because I had friends in the shows, um, or I guess I only went to one show. Um, <laughs> didn't really go see any of my teachers. Most of my teachers had left. Um, and so, yeah, it was, I also just, the ending of high school was really just like disappointing. COVID. Because um, mm-hmm. COVID yeah. and then the school didn't like really do anything to try and Make it up to John Krasinski. Yeah, John Krasinski did. Um, You know, just kind of felt like let down in that manner by the school a little bit. Just like hurt. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's silly and like petty, but. No, I mean, it's like graduating is also, it seems like such a big deal when you're in it. I mean, and you're saying goodbye to like a lot of friends knowing. And we never got that. Yeah. Um, I mean, we, we had, had our little graduation party yeah, yeah. here. But it's, it's, <laughs> it's more so about, I keep in touch with my friends. Yeah. It's more so about the people who you're only friends with in that one class, who now mm-hmm. you might never see again. Yeah. Like, Even like the rituals, totally. like signing yearbooks and stuff signing, like that. Yeah, signing yearbooks. And homecoming. Well, you did homecoming. We didn't have prom. Um, but you didn't have prom mm-hmm. and you didn't have your second play. You didn't have yeah. uh, some senior trip, senior picnic. What about like graduation itself? Was that? We had graduation in ourselves. In mm-hmm. July. Yeah. Because okay. it was a smaller school and a smaller class, they did it in a way that was social distance with masks in a, in a big church. And yeah. mm-hmm. it was, it worked out. It wasn't right that away. They delayed so it several right. months before we actually did it, but yes. at least at we least got they did, the experience. Yeah. 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 So you didn't know that you, we didn't know for sure that it was really going to happen until it yeah. happened. And then they let the kids walk out without the mask so we could take pictures. Mm. And then once they stood there and got their pictures taken, and we're all wearing masks, then they masked up and sat down for the rest of But it. I think the whole ending of high school is what makes it so hard to feel like you can move on. Like from what I've talked about with, my class and I'm sure the classes Mm -hmm. below me who are still going through COVID is there's no closure. So there's no definite end. So I very much still feel like high school was not that long ago Mm -hmm. because I still feel that way. Yeah. Okay, cool. (laughs) But but yeah, no, I totally get that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Is it's like, there was never those last few months that we missed were brutal. Mm -hmm. There wasn't enough like of, things feeling final and you like really getting to enjoy things. I really yeah. liked that about um, senior year where I felt like for my high school, they were super, it was like the last month of, you know, high school was super, super easy. And it was yeah. just kind of about like, you know, hanging out. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. Celebrating the seniors. So you guys sure. got the, your, your yeah. letters, your senior yeah. letters and all of that and had a special day for that. It's yeah. Like, I came in on Eddie's. They, they like turned the whole, stadium and stuff into just games like 
really cool games. Yeah, that was And awesome. I showed up and I videotaped I a that. bunch of it and it was yeah. so fun. I was like, oh my God, like I don't think we had any of that when I was a kid, but yeah, it was so it's, fun. It's also like where I went, it wasn't even just like a high school. It wasn't a four years thing. It was a K through 12 school. Some mm -hmm. people yeah. have literally been there like over 10 years. Yeah. And so, yeah. But we don't need to dwell. So, <laughs> so anyway, Eddie and I surprised you at the airport with balloons. Made Is that a TikTok. really where that segue from? <laughs> yeah. And oh so, and then the next day was Maggie's birthday, which we celebrated with family, with my, my parents, your grandparents, and then all the cousins were in town. Um, not all of them, but we missed Simone. She mm. didn't get to come, unfortunately, at the last minute. But, but great, we had. Great family day. We had. Pickle Mitch. Oh. <laughs> I, I was thinking pickleball. I was thinking of your unicorn. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. a unicorn. <laughs> no, yeah. yeah. Oh, one of my good friends from LA. We're both actually from similar parts of Georgia, and so we happened to be here at the same time. And when you saw him, you were like, "You should just come to her family birthday." Yeah. Exactly, and play pickleball, which is, and, and then you brought I had his dad, to, Eddie, who's I, also Eddie. Yeah, yeah. And, I had to explain to my entire family, no, this boy who flew from L.A. to Georgia and came to my family birthday to play pickleball with us isn't my boyfriend, <laughs> <laughs> we're just friends. Yeah, They're yeah. you're good friends for each other, I love that. Yeah, but no, we had so much fun playing pickleball. Well, just the whole day was great, and, and it was hard to leave, but, but we, we had a long, full day. Um, and the, but we had to go. We had to go up to North we Carolina <laughs> and and just keep moving on the Roland family trip. And so so this house in North Carolina, um, we've had it almost twenty years. Yep, about twenty years. About twenty years. We bought it the Maggie's year Maggie whole was life. Born. Um, and you and I were up there, honey, just checking out the mountains because we love. We both love the mountains. And I remember, you know, we were newly married, relatively speaking, and um, just driving around in that area. And we were like. Wouldn't it be amazing if one day we could get a cabin up here that we could enjoy? And we just, I mean, like, we opened up, we, we got a magazine, we looked in it. It's kind of like going to the pound to buy a puppy, you know? But mm. but in this maybe newspaper, magazine, whatever, you saw an ad for a friend of yours who was a realtor. It was, a, yeah, it was a real estate magazine. And I opened it up, and there was my friend's picture. And I was like, all right, this is a sign. That's like, so interesting. And so I just called him up and I was like, is this my buddy Danny, you know, from Georgia? And so, and I told him, you know, well, we want to, we just need to get educated on, you know, what does it cost to buy a house? Can we afford that? And, and start a two-year process. Two-year process. Educating mm -hmm. on. That was the goal. And, yeah. And two months later. <laughs> it was the first we house homeowners. we looked at. The first oh house God. we looked at. And that's wow. the thing. It was like, no, 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 no. And we don't want to see this. Like, we're starting a two-year process. And it was well, the first day, and it was it was amazing. He sounds good at his job. <laughs> no, and the thing was, he just like showed. He goes, "No, I'm just showing you what's out there." And and we're like, "Oh, are you sure this is in our price range? Because well, I don't think we can afford this." But the people were, they were um, retired, and they had a house in Florida, and they just they were anxious to sell it, and it just fell right into our lap at the right time. So it was amazing. Yeah. So nine plus acres, almost ten acres, on top of a mountain. It was just gorgeous and a great place for your kids to like spend weekends. And it was two hours yeah. from Atlanta and we enjoyed it for a lot of years. And then we stopped enjoying it. Like we stopped going as much and then just still enjoyed it. It was just a harder yeah. to get up to. Yeah. yeah. Cause you guys had activities. Maggie Franklin. was always in plays. Mm -hmm. Eddie was in sports and then yeah. fencing. And but we like grew up in that house. We yeah. had so many memories. Eddie, I don't know if you remember this cause I sure do. Um, <laughs> But there was this one time, I think it was you, you had a friend up there and then I had a friend up there and you and your friend came running down from a hike you had done, started telling me and my friend that there was a bear that was coming to attack all of us. And <laughs> it was like trying wow. to hurt you guys and was going to come to the house. Was it Jordan? Was it Jordan? I, I think it was probably yeah. Jordan. I honestly I don't Jordan's remember this. Friend that you and had up there. it caused me to hide on the roof. And I was like begging the rest of the family to hide on the roof because I didn't want everyone to die from a bear. And I kept looking way, at the woods. There's a way to get on the roof that, you know, you don't have to get on a ladder. You can yeah, just yeah, yeah. from the deck kind of casually hop over to the roof area, which yeah. is a beautiful no, view. No, at the, at the upstairs window. Of the deck. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Either, either, either or. That's right. That's right. Because we have, we have our own methods of getting on the roof. Yeah. <laughs> and, and by the way, I started to say this Franklin, North Carolina. It's a two-hour drive from Atlanta. Little, little town. 
everything feels slower, different. That was part of it. It's like the whole mindset just shifts. Feels remote. There's no. We didn't have like we've never had Wi-Fi up there, and signals always been like you know spotty. Exactly. Yeah. Any sort of electronic. It was like movies. You know, we'd watch movies there, but then it was like playing games and board games or playing pretend or Mm -hmm. yeah, going and hiking and. Yeah. So we went up to to make the rounds, see the house, but also see the area to do all the stuff that we love to do. Um, like go to the, there's a place there called the factory, yeah. which was, has arcade. been there all this time. It's a huge arcade, very family oriented and friendly. I remember when you were a baby, Eddie, you know, very young anyway, um, there was, you loved it because there was this ball fort where you could get in with yeah. all these foam balls and throw, throw, throw the bals around. They were not foam. Yeah, they yeah, were. They were foam. They were concrete. Now they're concrete. We looked at that and they're like, it's like they, they haven't changed these balls in yeah. 20 years. They used to be a bright color. Now they're all nasty. like smaller and they're dark. And they're, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's interesting. Yeah. And nobody plays in there anymore. But yeah, that it was... Like the playground inside of the factory, and the factory is like massive. Huge. There's, it's like a giant warehouse it's with like you know hanger. bowling and uh, tag, and and then of course the massive arcade Laser and the pizzeria, and then yeah, <laughs> the, go karts outside. The outside. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 They might have had like rock food, climbing, pizza, putt putt, yeah. putt putt. It was a magical place. Let's to go. Go. Magical it. place. So so yes. cool. And it's still, it still was. I mean, mm-hmm. I felt like this trip was. So we we totally got into that play mode. Uh, very quickly. Guitar Hero. Guitar yes. Hero. That was great. That was yeah. fun to watch People. you guys play. I was high score. Yeah. Like on two machines, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. You don't remember? It was She's like 29,000 on one and then we're like 36 or 38 on another. And I was like, I was freaking out. It was the best I'd ever <laughs> yeah. done in my life. And there's certain games there that we've just never not cheated on. <laughs> um, <laughs> that we have always there's these this one the tickets. this one machine that has two trash cans I guess they really are like trash cans that randomly yeah. open up they like faces <laughs> painted on them and you have to like throw balls in oh. them and Eddie and I would always just like grab as many as we could and stand in it and just dump them in <laughs> I don't even think I think we kind of like broke it too because it needs to like sense each one going in and then oh. we just like pull oh. it yeah, all in. That that whole experience, that whole approach strategy hits differently when you're in your twenties. Just so you yeah, know. you yeah. feel a little worse about yeah. yourself. <laughs> <laughs> or like the the crocodile. It was like when, when you yeah. uh, hit the things that pop out with a hammer. We'd always like split it up and yeah, I'd get use one side, you get the other. Use but now they say use hands. your hands because I guess they lost the hammer. Yeah, no, the hammer's the hammer's gone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Budget cuts. <laughs> yeah, and then of course there's the natural beauty up there as well, the waterfalls and. Um, you know, the driving in the area. It's just magical. And we're going to still probably go up there from time to time and just to refresh those memories. I tell you, one of the things that made it easier to say goodbye to the house is meeting the new owners, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which we weren't supposed to do yet because that's all handled through the real estate agents. But they drove up one morning. You you kids were sleeping. Oh, yeah. No, we were We were, and then the dogs. (laughs) Yeah, the dogs (laughs) were We were up. (laughs) Yeah, and they were just practicing driving the mountain road because it's a really steep gravel twisty road where you have to drive near the edges in order to very make fun. it up very fun it's very fun but also can be scary at first There's so some people. Yeah. so anyway so we met them and they're super cool i feel like good to leave yeah. it in their hands mm-hmm. they're gonna love it yeah and and franklin's gotten so cold so it's like you know it's a cool place to live yeah i am um, i don't know if you noticed me taking pictures of the front door while i was up there no um but I decided one thing that I want to do for my, I just moved in LA and one thing I want to do, I had this idea before. I almost did this my senior year of high school for my uh, senior art portfolio, but then COVID and I actually never ended up doing a senior art portfolio. But Mm. um, I want to do, I want to paint the doors of houses that like are significant to me Mm -hmm. and then kind of like line them up. So I took a picture there. I'm going to take a picture of our house, obviously. Um, I'm going to, I might go to grandma's old house mm-hmm. and take a picture of the door because that house has a lot of significance to me. Sure. Um, but yeah, and I want to like paint those and put them around my room. I wonder, cool. Just a random thought. I wonder if that's what they did with Monsters, Inc. You know, because they made so many doors if they were like, Yeah, like the know. ones of like the people involved in the yeah. project. Yeah. That'd be, maybe they're, that'd be they're so real cool. doors. Just a little bit. Yeah, exactly. No one would ever know, but they know. Yeah. <laughs> I'll bet you're right. That's a great thought. I love that. Yeah. 
So a whirlwind, super compressed North Carolina experience. Pulled it off. Yeah. Made it back. You didn't get called for jury duty. Not yet. But that was Sunday night. Monday, um, I flew to New York and had a very short night's sleep. I couldn't sleep that night. Mm-hmm. But I'm thinking, all right, it's all right. I'll sleep at the year. I'll sleep on the plane. I'll get there early. I'll get a good night's rest tonight before my speech. Nope, my flight was canceled. I was at the airport oh, all day long, 13 hours, and then mm-hmm. delayed again. And so I got in like 2 in the morning and then up at like 5 in the morning to do my speech. Yes, but, it's um, a glamorous job, glamorous life yeah, you travel. lead of travel. <laughs> travel is just so lovely and exciting. It's harder. It's harder than it used to be. Yeah. But I still loved it. And, you know, there's something about showtime. Um, and what I've noticed is, like, when I take red-eye flights between speeches, sometimes I've, I've only done that a couple times where I have to, you know, fly in the night before. Stephanie's in the, in the room right now as well. <laughs> um, and, and she Stephanie's amazing. As you, you heard from her a few podcasts ago, but she books all my travel. And so sometimes, occasionally, I've had to fly through the night. So when I'm sleep deprived, it's kind of like I, working on fumes. And it mm-hmm. can really put me in a cool mental state to deliver a good speech. I felt like that happened. Like That's, I, that's awesome. Because when, when I'm tired, I can't complete sentences. No. Uh, like I've heard myself on the podcast here sometimes. And I'll just be like, and then the way. Well, you know what it is? <laughs> 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 it's the it's the adrenaline, it's the the significance of the moment, but it's also like the prayer aspect of it for me. It's like turning it over to God because He's um, better. And <laughs> sleep deprived yeah, man, I guess. Like, <laughs> it's like the story in the Bible when when there's the you know, he reduces the number of people who can fight the war to, to you know, basically and says, I'm gonna take away all of your advantages so that you know it's me who really mm. helped you here. I don't know, maybe maybe that's kind of like part of it. But um any you know, I was a little slap happy, but it was it was a ton of fun yeah. and, and good to get home last night and sleep. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I bet. Well, that's cool. But I, yeah, something I've been noticing about sleep, this is wild to me. This is another thing of who do I want to be in my 20s. I guess I'm a reader. <laughs> I guess I'm a reader. Welcome in my to 20s. the family. <laughs> oh my gosh. But I, I keep having this idea of, oh, I'll, I'll read to, you know, get myself tired. The other day I read for like an hour and a half in my bed and it was 2 a.m. I was like, well, I'm wide awake and I would personally like to finish this book. I haven't yet. Um, but that's that's so crazy to me. It totally depends on the book, though. hundred percent. Like the last mm-hmm. book I read didn't really. It this never is the like one for had book me. club now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, good. I'm glad you're liking it. I knew I was gonna like it. I knew I was gonna eat it up. It's so. This is the summer I. Re- the summer pretty. I turned pretty. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's very like high school, romance, beach, summer, pretty. Um, and I, I knew, I knew I was gonna eat it up, and I absolutely am. And it's really making me miss like family reunions and like yeah. going to Florida beaches. I've always agreed that um, East Coast beaches are better than West Coast beaches. They're just different. They're so, so different. The water's just not freezing. Yeah, the water's not freezing <laughs> and the towns are so different. Yeah. Um, like LA, at least I guess my main experiences with East or West Coast beaches are strictly in LA. So they're very different. Um, but around East Coast beaches, you just have these beach towns. Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. it's so, so interesting. And everyone's on bikes. And it's so nice. And I really want to go. Um, but that's exactly where this, like, takes place. Oh. And I'm just, I'm eating it up. I'm, I can't wait to see who she falls in love with. That's cool. <laughs> so Grandma and Grandpa invited us next summer I to do another yeah, beach family trip. That's so be I'm amazing. so excited. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's good. I love it. <laughs> 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 I'd like to read more um, actual books. I feel like get, reading audiobooks has, uh, I've actually lost my ability to read books well. Yeah. Mm. I feel like I have to relearn that skill and mm. that attention, mm. level of attention that you give to a book. Yeah. I mean, it won't take, obviously I've read books since then and yeah. you can get back into it, but it's harder for me to get into a book immediately because I'm used to audiobooks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, That's what I noticed about um kind of detoxing from multitasking is I was having trouble focusing on any one thing because I'd be like cooking while watching TV while mm. listening to music. And when it came Responding down, to text. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, when it came down to me trying to focus on any actually one thing, I really, really struggled with that. 
And I think like if you're listening to an audiobook, you're probably driving or you're probably totally. cleaning. And or so like you're never or... actually focused. You cannot really multitask while reading a book. Exactly. Well, it pulls yeah. pulls My you in. Stuff, like I, I'll do cleaning and laundry. Well, yeah. No, no, no. But like while but, flipping the pages of a book, you cannot right. really right. be multitasking. That's why I like to ride a bike. You know, inside bike, not outside bike. <laughs> yeah. I drive while I'm reading books, actually. Yeah. Because I'm yeah. a Tesla. <laughs> <laughs> I read a physical book, I feel like I'm more Kidding. I don't actually do that. And didn't you guys just say, like, audiobooks, you're more focused? Than- it depends on the, the quality of the text. Like, some books just don't work for audio. If there's too much, like not too many numbers, yeah. if there's if there's a lot of, you know, things that you have to dry. see, yeah. if it's too dry... Yeah, but if it's yeah, story yeah. driven, yeah, you wanna, like, see, like a coloring book. Times. What are you talking about? Think <laughs> but I will. I, yeah, Graphs, I'd say like that business it, books yeah, sometimes. Sometimes things like for that. like for certain books, I think it does make more sense for audio. Like if you if somebody told me I had to read Atlas Shrugged page by page, I mm. would probably not have finished that book. Yeah. But since I listened to it on audiobook, audio book, audio, 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 audio. audio. Since, since you listened to it. <laughs> since I listened to it, it was something that I could kind of take more bit by bit. But yeah, I, I think. And you listened to it at like one, one and a half speed at least. Right? <laughs> that was a skill I learned from high school is you. That takes the joy out of it for me. Okay. But it already takes the joy out of it for you when you read it, knowing that you're going to be tested on these little details and that you're going to have to yeah. write about this, this, and this. And so you're not trying to take in the story. You're trying to take in the testable things. Yeah. Understood. And you never know. And like some, it's yeah. Sometimes they'll talk about like symbolism. Other times it'll be like, what was the, what flavor lollipop was the <laughs> No, literally. Yeah, just, you never know. <laughs> yeah, and something I ended up doing my junior year um, when I was reading a book for school is when they would assign chapters on my way home driving, I'd listen to the chapters. And so mm-hmm. I would immediately be doing my homework while I was driving. Um, but yeah, we would listen to it sometimes in times two speed. And that's when you knew you were in trouble. That's when you knew you went to read the entire book that night and you had not started. Yeah, not started yet. It's, uh, some people, though, they like <laughs> train their minds to work that way. I know someone who did uh, was in Midsummer Night's Dream, and they had a very big role. And they were like, yeah, you know, we're starting next week. I really need my lines memorized. I just like, I don't know. I'm just going to knock it out in this like 10-hour drive that I, you know, when like I go home for the break. And he, like, hadn't even attempted to learn all of the lines yet. And then he just, it was like he listened to it, like, two or three times, and then it was, he just had it. It was, and then I saw him, and it was amazing. It was That's an actor so skill. Weird. You yeah. have you have that skill of memorizing things pretty quickly. I have that with lines and scenes. Um, it doesn't really super-duper translate, though, to anything else. Like, if I have to remember mm-hmm. a license plate. <laughs> yeah. it's probably not going to happen or a phone number we used to have to keep all the phone numbers of the people in our lives in our minds and memory mm-hmm. rather than in our phones and speed dial I, like yeah. there are certain numbers that I remember because they're from that era there's a few I remember yeah um Shall we list them all? No. <laughs> For this next segment. <laughs> so in in high school, I had an AP Lit class, and you know we we were reading these books. Um, you mentioned your book club is about books that then you see the movie after you discuss mm-hmm. the book. Well, that was always like, is this this novel that we're reading? Is there a movie available? Kind of like the Cliff Notes or whatever. Yeah. And I remember um, Tess of the Durbervilles. It's like we we it was a thick book and there was a movie on it and there was a party before the big test to watch the movie that's always so risky because oh, the movie so is just risky. such a narrow slice of the book yeah or it could yeah. be like different just yeah completely different yeah. interpretations and things like that um, but yeah cliff notes i mean you got to do what you got to do in 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 high school in uh high school and you know to get through tests like you said but hopefully the thing is to develop the love of reading and the yeah. curiosity about yeah. writing. I feel like um, sophomore year of high school, I was taking more of a literature class and um, we do like multiple choice things about like symbolism. It was like, what does water symbolize? Well, obviously it symbolizes life. And so it's like that sort of thing where I feel like you can argue it can symbolize whatever you want as long as you like have context to support it. Um, so that made me really not like literature in literature classes because 
it was like taking this sort of subjective thing and making it objective and it's like you're wrong you interpreted that wrong and then I ended up mm-hmm. taking AP Lit senior year and I did really well and I, I really liked it um I got like a four on the exam because it was I like knew yeah you just you know you make claims and you provide support for it and you just enjoy the book and like understand it That's that's very interesting. I'm curious if you wouldn't mind talking about it. I think people would find it interesting and possibly helpful because we were talking this morning about, you know, being neurodivergent, your mind working different than other people's minds and ADHD. And, you know, Mm -hmm. some of, I have some of those qualities. You have, you have those qualities. Right. And so how does that relate to reading? Because you have always been a voracious reader and you can sit down and immerse yourself in a book and be completely absorbed and focused to a level of detail that's, that's beyond me. Like when you're in a, in a reading a scene, I know you're picturing it like completely yeah, right like imagining it's all, like imagining the 3d space and yeah like kind of being able to walk around in it you like know you can kind of like picture characters faces or things like that like you know where all the furniture is um but yeah it, and i think um it's interesting because i do think because i have a very like fast moving brain i don't really like audiobooks because um i'll listen to it for like you know 20 seconds before my mind starts wandering off to other things. But with books, I'm like, you know, completely focused on it and I can just like fly through it. Um, and I totally like, if I, if I like a book, I will read it very, very fast. And it's kind of like, that takes up all my free time. And that's what I did on, uh, in when all of us went to Los Angeles, I picked a book out and I really, really liked it. And I just like, I, I remember I read like four pages or something because uh, I had started it before and then I picked it up again and started reading it and I was like, wow, this is amazing. And just like that was I just crushed through that book. Um, yeah, I think um, I don't know. It's interesting for some people like they, you know, you might prefer audiobooks. For me, I definitely like reading. But then I'll also go after that. Like I don't I haven't read a book since then. And that's been a while. And sometimes it will be like a year or two years before I read anything like read any books and then I'll go back and just become like super immersed in it like yeah I read literature and yeah I'm surprised <laughs> it's been almost yeah every time you're home you get yeah. surprised you'll be like oh where's the Stephen King book and it's I'm almost like, like oh I thought you read that last time I'm like yeah well, I start and there'll be like literally three books on the dining room or the, the living room table mm-hmm. that you're reading yeah and I think and part that's of that the other is thing that I always found interesting how can you be reading three completely different books at one time uh, which well, you're like yeah. yeah I do think um because yeah I don't know normally I do I feel like I won't really finish books if I start dividing it up too much because there is another book that um I want to finish that was super interesting um but I just kind of like push it to the wayside mm-hmm. um it's that realistic it, it's not realistic fiction but it's written like that but it's non-fiction or historical non-fiction but I do know that, like, at some point, I'm going to pick it up again and then just, I don't know, just start where I left off. Can you picture characters? Like, do you, like, see yeah, their totally. face? Yeah, but faces are hard because it's yeah. one of those things that the more you try to focus on it, the more distorted the face is. Yeah. But you yeah. can, it's almost like if you're not actively trying to do it, you can see the face really clearly. Mm-hmm. And just in general with everything, I feel like when I start books it's almost like a movie how crazy realistic I can imagine things and the detail and like, I don't know. I remember reading this game of Thrones book where, um, they they were, um, it starts out with them on the beaches, like on a beach. And, um, I don't know. It was just described so well. And that whole scene carried out like a movie and it was super cinematic. And then, you know, when I'm halfway through the book, I feel like the, uh, images are a little bit more, um, like kind of remind i don't know like uh ps2 graphics as a you know next gen graphics i guess it's a a little bit more uh just more about the shapes and the structure and it's the less detail yeah i guess yeah yeah see i don't even uh that's amazing to me because for me it's more like can i follow the story am i learning about the characters Mm -hmm. yeah and it seems like the um I mean, certain authors, especially, they'll go for pages about detail and and yeah. reason. And, and the reason about that I found out was back in the when books were 
first being published and you know that was the market for books authors would get paid by the by the word mm -hmm. or by the page yeah. and Alexander Dumas the the, the uh, musketeers that's <laughs> and so they would deliberately go on and on about the scenes mm -hmm. and describing things and, and you know it's beautiful imagery but they were just making more money yeah I, <laughs> I'm not huge huge into that um yeah I, I like the story to move kind of quickly my one of my hard issues originally with books was the whole when I like watch something and I get a little bit bored I like to fast forward um yeah, and just kind of totally. go to the spots of the storylines that I'm interested in everything like that it's a lot harder to do when you're reading because you don't have the little frame to go mm -hmm. by to see what you're missing so I would just skip 10 15 pages and then be like oh crap like what? <laughs> no, literally, I'm like, where did where did so and so go? Game of Thrones, probably. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. You can't skip anything. But I also think that there's something really beautiful about the fact of like not knowing what people look like and really kind of just getting to know the character for like their qualities, if that mm -hmm. makes any sense. Um, I don't know. It's really really interesting. I genuinely think it's helping me. <laughs> like be more this sounds so stupid I think reading is helping me be more open to a, like a relationship and like experiencing life in a weird way because when I watch movies or tv yes I'm watching the story but I'm also watching from an actor's perspective yeah you're watching the technical side yeah I'm yeah. watching I'm watching choices I'm watching uh, yeah. continuity i'm watching certain it's, angles and techniques and everything point. like that it's just you and the read and the yeah. author when i'm reading i'm like oh these are people it's not yes. like i'm not watching an actor right. which like actors can be so great that you forget like they're whatever yeah, totally. but you're even like when i watch an actor who's so great that i forget they're an actor i'm like how are they doing that i want to learn yeah, so and stuff good. like that and so there's like a different aspect of enjoying from reading right now that i'm experiencing I Go with one it. more thing about like the reading thing. Uh, interesting thing. I have an uh, older brother who he was a voracious reader and um, had a photographic memory and mm. um, just really, really brilliant. And he said he would read his dreams. Hmm. So he got, I remember hitting my mom telling me he said this, that he'd be having his dream, but there's a book alongside it. And interesting. Wow. Oh my goodness. And I know for me, I sometimes will dream and it'll be like a film and I'm in the film and I was like, oh, I don't like this the way this is going. And I kind of like, no, we're going to start that scene again and I'll like rewrite my dreams. <laughs> yeah. But, but I just found that fascinating. Wild. Yeah. That is crazy. I can't relate to that. Isn't that amazing? Well, that's amazing that you can control your dreams like that. I think I've maybe only, only done that a few times. If I can't control my dream and it's going south. I'm like, not having this, and I mm -hmm. wake myself up, even though I can't mm -hmm. I've done that. Or I'll wake myself up. This is when I'm super tired. I'll wake myself up from this dream, like, okay, I'm not having this, and then I'll start telling you about the dream I had, and then I'll wake up again because Whoa. I was still dreaming. I've done that. How about, how about the dreams where you have dreams about me flirting with other women, oh, and then nice. you wake up, and I'm suddenly in trouble? Right. It's like you treat me like I did something yeah. wrong. It's like, huh? You did that. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> it's like, honey, and I don't even get the benefit of the dream, you know? It's like, no. Yeah, so now you know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. That's so great. There was something that I know you and I briefly brought up this morning that we kind of wanted to talk about. Yeah, that and yeah, go ahead. And then we also have some questions to get to and that kind of stuff. I just want listeners to know that the questions yeah, yeah. are coming. Yeah. Uh, yeah. a little bit later but yeah you were but you were starting to tell me something of like the idea of some people you know when they say oh this person was was born for this um where i genuinely do feel like there are people who are so wired to be influencers and to be that and i don't think i'm one of those people hmm. what what causes you to think it's that? a lot of the time genuine like i think you're wired for it Genuinely. Be an influencer? Yeah. For like, not even, okay, maybe influencer. We're not talking about like, not just necessarily TikTok, but you mean. An yeah, yeah, yeah. Like vlogging. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah I hit yeah. this, my bad. But um, of like, I notice it when I, like when I pull up and see you at the airport and you're out there vlogging, talking to your phone in front of people where I'm like, that to me terrifies me to my core to do, mm. to, for other people to see me making content 
or, is, cap- or capturing our happy birthday song and then turning the camera on me for yeah, a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's up. that instinct in you <laughs> where it's like you understand, like, you're just not afraid of it. And I know, noticed that too with other people. We talked earlier today, we were talking about our friend Liz. I was afraid of it in the beginning. Yeah. Performing in general. I think it's just that I started so young and I like built up the, um, I don't know. The, it's, it's interesting whether it was immersion or natural tendencies. That's a yeah. great question. But we were like, you and I were talking this morning about our friend Liv Pearsall and she's so good at that. She's amazing. Where she can, she can be in, the, in front of other people and make content and, and just kind of thrive off of that. Where for, I don't know why it's such a thing to me. You can scroll through my page and you can see most of them are just me alone <laughs> or me with my family. I feel like we help each other in that aspect. But I think some people are just like I see, wired I think, for it. I think you can. I know I get you and I understand that. But I see you being able to step into that like this. This podcast, for example, both you kids are just so articulate and clear about your thinking and your choices. And that has influence, amazing influence and the degree to which you can do that on a platform, you know, even if it is by yourself talking in a camera, mm-hmm. um, the, the, the tricky part I've noticed for me is what's your intention? Because if my intention is I've got to make content, I've got to come up with something to say and do because it's been too long since I posted or because my followers are going down or whatever. It's like, that's, that's so the wrong motivation. But if you can genuinely say, I'm having a truthful realization here or a thought or, or, or an experience. Yeah, or even something that's painful that I'm going through that might be able to help someone else. Yeah. And then if your intention is like, I really want to help someone else, I don't see how you can miss with your yeah. talents, with your articulate nature. It's interesting, I because I always, um, I'm always like back and forth with social media. Right now, I don't, I deleted a lot of social media, and as of right now, like I don't know when I'm going back, but um, I, I do feel like sometimes when I'm like on social media, the pressure to post will like push me from posting for a very, very, very long time, and then when I finally feel like I'm doing something or like thinking about something and. And it feels like I'm genuinely like have an idea for a post or something's just in the moment where I'm with friends and then we'll like, you know, take a picture or something. It's like, yeah, I'll just throw that up and with like, you know, without a second thought. And then it makes me want to continue that feeling of like genuine, um, I don't know, like it, it's all like just genuine sharing. Sh- like yeah. Sharing. Just- like who I am, what I'm doing. If you have the feedback loop a little bit, right? Is what you're saying. And and that like, I feel like it's so much easier when I'm not thinking about the, Mm -hmm. um, the pressure of it. And then I feel like it it always will inevitably come back where it's like, Oh man, I've been, you know, I, I did, you know, one post every day for the past four days and then feeling like I don't want to post today or something. It's like, now I feel the urge to do it. And then it kind of like, or the responsibility. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I, yeah, so I, I'll just not post for like a month or two months or um, however yeah. long. Yeah, I feel that. Yeah. I will tell you this, though. When I am recording myself in public around people, most of my weekly videos I do early when there's nobody around. Mm-hmm. That's the best. And even that, I realize I'm drawing undue attention to myself because I'm loud. And, you know, I'm in hotel spaces or whatever. I know there's people in their rooms going, who the heck is out there talking to himself? And why is he saying the same damn thing over and over and over again? Because he can't get the take just right, whatever. But once, I, if I record something in public and it's the moment it's over, I leave. It's yeah. like, I don't want to be, I am able to put the people around me in this category of like, I'm oblivious, so you should be oblivious too. Yeah. You know, I, exactly. But then I immediately need to go. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> that's something that's I, funny. Morgan is definitely like that, where she's much more open about doing things or like just in public being more herself or being goofy or um, not really worrying about other people because rationally, I mean, you're probably never going to see these people again. Maybe you will. They'll probably not. I don't know. Like, you won't even realize it if you do. Um, so I think it's interesting. Yeah. yeah. I remember one time we were in. You and I were in Portland and we were shooting with Chris West Yeah, and, and he was shooting our weekly video that, that week, which is very unusual, but he like, 
he shot it for us and mic'd me. And it was like, it was interesting because I, now I had not only, you know, my own awareness, but the awareness of him. And now I'm kind of performing for a professional crew. True, yeah. It was really weird. But then we were on, we were on uh, uh, the street and there was a uh, people walking by and they could see what we we're doing. And he comes up to me and he just says, so are you a vlogger? Like, 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 like wanting to know. And I was like, yeah, well, I just, you know, I do these weekly videos and yeah, I put them on the internet for my clients and friends like this, that, and that. And I just had this really awkward kind of trade with them. Mm -hmm. and I turned to Chris and, and Chris looks at me and he says, Dan, the answer is just always yes. yes yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. all you need to say. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, That's true. Are you feeling a little warmer? I'm yeah. so warm. It's so warm in here. I'm going to check the temperature. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, you can't I, I check the temperature. Also, yeah. bring up the fact that Spencer's been sitting in my lap the, the whole time. time. It's seventy-nine degrees now, oh so we've gosh. been up seven, seven degrees. Yeah, it's very hot outside. How about a question? Sound good? We have two questions today. We might get to both of them. We might just get to one. Well, maybe, it's maybe. Melting. Yeah. Who knows? Um, let's see. Which one? Which one? I'm gonna go well, with. Can I pick one? Yeah. Yeah, Which, just hold them out and I'll grab one. Okay. Or do you have a certain one you want to do? I don't care. Okay. Should I read it? Yes. With all your acting skills. Hi, Maggie and Dan. I'm a college student right now at my local community college, but I'm transferring out of the state. I've become really close to many good friends, and the thought of moving out into an apartment alone is starting to scare me. I rely on being able to hang out, or I rely on being able to hang with, oh, I'm going to start that sentence again. Everybody pretend like it's the first time. <laughs> I rely on being able to hang with and confide in friends, people that keep me going. Any advice about dealing with mental health when you are alone and not shutting yourself down slash away from others and how to deal with moving away from friends. BTW, I love the podcast. Your whole entire family inspires me so much. Aww. Love y'all. Justine. Also requesting live stream crochet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so mental health, being alone. Moving away from, away from friends. Moving away from friends. Yeah, I've got, there's a lot that I have to say about that for sure. Um, Justine. Okay, Justine. I, I think, um, I mean, it's, I feel like, I don't know. I'm just going to hit a bunch of things in no particular order. Um, one thing, something for me um, is video games. Playing like Minecraft with friends or, um, you know, Elden Ring right now. I'm playing Elden Ring with friends and that is a way that I have been able to talk to the people, um, you know, from Georgia, from my hometown and really anyone, um, any people that I've met that I don't, you know, see regularly. Um, that has been the best way where I will like stay in regular communication with them and we'll have fun, you know, we'll like play games and then we'll also talk about real stuff and real life and just you know, we're just in each other's lives. Um, but it definitely, I think there is an adjustment period. And um, yeah, I, I think being in an apartment alone, can, it's, it is isolating. Um, and I think you have to actively get around that. Um, it depends. Some people are very good at, or I mean, it's interesting because I like my alone space and like, um, feeling like I can kind of get away from things, but then if I'm like, if I'm in that for too long, then I feel like I need to go talk to people and I start to get, feel really lonely and, um, you know, sort of like overthinking things, all this stuff. Um, so it's, you kind of have to actively combat that. And a great way to do it is to just, um, like get food, like go, go for walks, grab food somewhere. Um, Explore your area. Yeah, and I do, like, you'll, you will probably stay in contact with your friends, even though if, like, a few months go by, or even a year goes by, or more, um, and you're not talking to certain people, I think if they're, if they are real friends, and they're someone that is close, it, I mean, you'll always, they'll always be there, and you'll always be able to talk to them and kind of jump back in, and it's, there's no, like, you know, oh, well, we didn't, we haven't talked for a year. Like, thanks for, you know, hanging me out to dry. Hopefully not. Like, that That just seems silly. Um, yeah, I think, um, I don't know. Um, you will, there are people now that I, like, don't talk to and um, friends I feel like that I've, I wouldn't even say lost. It's just we've, like, we, we're just so out of contact. We haven't talked in forever. But I think it's always going to be there and um yeah it's what was the uh, quote from a previous podcast friends for friends for a season, season. 
a reason and a lifetime. Because there's totally like the people in high school or um, college. I went to two colleges. So, you know, there are a lot of friends that I made, just very casual friends that I'm probably never going to talk to again. But um, in both of them, you know, with all these places, there are people that, um, you know, I will always, it's like, we're, you know, we, we're going to be Friends like to the end. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It, like 20 years could go by and, and it's yeah. not going to change anything. Yeah, that's how Tony and I were. Mm -hmm. She was like, it's crazy. It's like we hadn't, we hadn't talked in like 10 years. <laughs> and then we pick up the phone and we talked for an hour. I'm like, yep. exactly. That's, that's the, the best. Our, our life has always been. It's, she's one of my besties. Yeah. yeah. Dad, well, what about you? Well, one of the, I just want to respond to Eddie and then I'll let you comment because you guys have more experience. But one of the things about, you in video games, it's it had to, it's been um, a learning journey mm. for me to support you in that. Yeah, because it's hard for me and maybe for other parents to think about video games as anything but isolating. Mm -hmm. It's like no, you're alone. You're sitting on a couch. You're in a room. You're staring at a screen. How is this good? How is this friendships? How is this? This isn't real life, right? But what you what you just described and what I've come to understand is it's like it represents the long hang, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so there's a difference between picking up the phone and calling this someone for a specific conversation or exchange or question or whatever. But it's like when you just are in somebody's presence and hang for a long time without any expectation of like, here's what we're gonna talk about, but just mm -hmm. let it happen naturally. Mm -hmm. You know, that happens when you're in physical presence, but it also happens in electronic space. And, mm -hmm. and COVID I think has stretched everybody's mind about, well, it's not all this way or that way. There's, there's great, there's great aspects. There's challenging aspects to, uh, the virtual world. So, yeah. and I mean, that's just what works for me too. Um, yeah. cause Morgan, you know, she stays in contact with, uh, contact with, uh, friends. And usually what she does is, um, like every day when she drives to work, she just calls someone and then if they don't answer, then she calls someone else. Mm -hmm. and that I, I'm not like that personally, but that, you know, there's no wrong answers. There, there's, yeah. you know, um just don't let yourself be isolated don't and mm -hmm. don't don't do negative self-talk don't start saying well i'm all by myself and nobody cares about me yeah whatever. don't let yourself get I, into that yeah. oh my gosh yeah i think it's important to recognize when that is happening and like really just tell someone or just you know do what you need to do like get out or just talk you know, I don't yeah. know. Join, join a club, like join, like I, when I, when I was in college and I ended up moving, but I had, I'd gone to a church to say, all right, I need a church family. And this is, you know, I was good looking at, they were going to go on a retreat or whatever, or join a bowling group or whatever. There's, there's different activities that you can do, um, and see what you like just to, yeah. I saw this thing on TikTok that was really interesting. Um, it's like a trend. I've seen it a few times where it says me talking bad about myself and then remembering I'm talking about her. Mm. And it's a picture of the, like their younger self. Oof, yeah. uh, and I was like, that's that's such a good project. point. That is such mm. a good point. Like every time you beat yourself up, every time mm -hmm. you tell yourself like you're you're worthless or or just are so hard on yourself. You, like imagine you talking to your like eight year old self. This like, is this they is deserve better than that. Yeah, this is I think a really huge part of my mission in life is like what I was put on this earth to do is to help people combat that negative self-talk. I I just can't stand it. I can't stand it in myself and I can't stand it when I see other people do that. And it is I like we have to build this awareness to recognize that at the first sign as it's harmful. Mm -hmm. It's toxic. It, you can't indulge it even even for a second mm -hmm. because it will destroy you. And you just, yeah. so just don't feed that at all yeah. and, and choose a different perspective, even if it's a little bit, um, you know, simplified or uh, optimistic or, you know, some would say you're leaving out some of the scariest or most relevant matters that could be frightening. It's like, yes. Because I want to focus on what serves me at this moment and puts me in an empowering state. Yeah. Mm -hmm. In regards to Justine, um, I've lived alone for almost the last year. Um, and I loved it. I loved a lot of aspects about it. And I just had to be intentional about getting out of the house. Um, and I, I talked to a friend about this and they said their whole process was see other people every single day of the week except one. You can have one that is just you. But every single other day, 
make sure that you're seeing people. It doesn't have to be going and doing something crazy. Um, even if it's maybe just going to do your work at a coffee shop or something. So you're not alone. Mm-hmm. Um, Stalking random strangers. Yeah. But, but stuff like that. And then also just getting involved in things to kind mm-hmm. of meet your community. Yeah. Um, yeah. And there's also no, there's no pressure there. So if, because I, I feel like for me, when COVID hit, um, I spent a lot more time inside, um, you know, just things. It didn't feel the same to just walk around. Um, and I was in Boston, so, you know, you're wearing masks outside and um, you're just, comp- it feels like you're closed off from everyone. Um, and so it kind of felt like, oh, well, now I can't, I, I don't know. It was like, oh, well, I'm just a shut in now. And it's like that, I don't know. There's no... Um, uh, time limit or like if you don't if you stop going out or if you um, feel like you've been shut in for too long there's never a chance or like there's no one saying well you can't like change that or you can't like just go outside right now and just go for a walk and it's never too late mm-hmm. that's how you're saying yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. love it it is warm in here it's what's yeah. too warm. It's, it's like cold. it's like 80 degrees yeah um, but I'm going to going from here down to South Georgia where it's even warmer mm. later today. It's hard to believe I was in New York yesterday doing a speech. And was it colder in New York? Um, no, it was pretty, well, was just maybe a few degrees. Okay. But of course I was only outside in the middle of the night, but what? Uh, I mean, you know, when I, when I came in, <laughs> no, but it, it was pretty warm on the way back. Uh, anyway, it's, it's like 96 or something today. It's 97 outside. That's and I'm going further South. <laughs> But I'm going to be doing like one of my favorite things, yeah. speaking for uh, and performing for Camp Big Heart, um, which I just wanted to mention because if you uh, are looking for a great cause to support, CampBigHeart.org is this amazing special needs camp that is here in Georgia, and they you know work with kids and adults alike who are uh, you know mentally challenged, Down syndrome, cognitive learning issues, etc. Uh, and it's just the most amazing. Uh, place like pure wholesome yeah, yeah. both and, both and you guys what you said the very first time you took eddie i want to say you were like five or six years old and and so i was you know interested in what his reaction was and you guys came home and i guess you were a baby and uh he's like i was like what'd you think how was it eddie he goes oh mom they just love us so much they're just yeah they so much love and they'll hug you and it was just like oh it's so sweet. Yeah. 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 It is it's an incredible great. place. Um, and I've done it for every year, almost every year, for yeah. over 35 years. Before we were married. Yeah. It's, it's amazing because I was a teenager in, in high school, I guess, when I started. Somehow I got a random call, like, would yeah. you do this thing? And I was like, yes. And it's like, after that, you just can't say no. <laughs> further away so <laughs> and, and you guys have both performed on stage with me they've seen yeah. you grow up these campers and and i'm sure we'll hear all about it on next week's podcast absolutely so but until then thank you so much for listening and spending some time with us yes and be sure to go to wholesomechaos.com for more information and resources and you can ask us questions there we will get to more of those questions next week as well are we gonna try to do another podcast with the family yeah before I think we you guys take off Iridescently. Iridescently. Yes, okay, great. You guys and we will stay waiting start by cooling this. off the studio even a little bit more. Yes. All righty. Well, I love you all so love much. And we love you. And have a great week. Talk Bye to you camera. soon. Oh, have a great week. <laughs> we will see you soon. Take care. Question, guys. Whose fingerprints are most similar to humans? Gorillas, chimpanzees, koala bears, or black bears? Polar bears. Chimpanzees. Polar bears wasn't one of the options. What were the options? <laughs> Gorillas, chimpanzees, koala bears, or black bears? Chimpanzees. Chimpanzees. Oh, wait. Are we- uh, but I feel like that's a trick question. I'm going to stick with polar bears. <laughs> it's actually koala bear really mm. koala bear. Mm. fingerprints uh yeah 
Wow, how about that? They are more similar to humans than any of those. And it said they were first discovered by researchers at the University of Adelaide in Australia, 1996. And the joke was that although it's extremely unlikely that koala prints would be found at the scene of the crime, police, police should at least be aware of the possibility. <laughs> <laughs> As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of $15,178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.